All right, all right. Good morning and welcome to Cafe Bitcoin live from the Swan Dome at Pacific Bitcoin. Let's go. Let's go. All right. For those of you who don't know, Cafe Bitcoin is a show that we do on Twitter Spaces every day, Monday through Friday. We've been doing it for about two years now. Um, you can catch a live show there. I think we start at and sometimes 7, on Saturday. And sometimes on Saturday, 7 a.m. Pacific, and it's going to be 10 a.m. Eastern. Every day, roll for two hours. Talk about all things Bitcoin. The purpose of the show is to teach the billions of people on this planet that there is hope because of this bright orange future that we call Bitcoin. So I don't know what episode this is. 400 what? This is 448, according to our fine producer, Jacob Pope. Um, and we are going to talk about some different things today. We're going to talk about Bitcoin. We're going to share with you some information from these fine gentlemen you see on the stage today. On the far right over here, my far right, it would be your left. We've got Battle Ant. Some of you may know him. Yeah. We have Peter Ansel. We have the incredible honorary Swan First Responder, Don Bay. And we have BTC Sessions, also known as Ben. You may also notice on the side screens over here, we have timechainstats.com. This is courtesy of our, one of our favorite shadowy supercoders, Ant. He built that thing. It's got tremendous amounts of information on it. Constantly updated in real time. We're going to ask for some audience participation today, so thank you for that in advance. You're going to see the, on the, the, the top left of the screen there, that's showing the last block. Now, every 10 minutes, approximately, a new block rolls in and is added to the chime chain. When this happens, this should update live. You should see an orange border occur around where that thing says last block. And then it will say what, Ant? Block found, I think. It will say block found. So while we're doing this, for the next 45 minutes or so, if you guys see that thing light up and a new block is added, we want to hear you guys say block found. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> it's easy. We're not asking for much from you guys. Let's practice right now. Block found. That sucked. Way below the bar. Let's try it again. Three, two, one. Block found. Awesome. All right, let's roll. Okay, we're going to start with on the far end, Battle Ant. Battle Ant is the oldest member that I can think of of Cafe Bitcoin, the crew, what I call the crew. This guy's been with me for like two years, something like that. Back in the early days, even before we called it Cafe Bitcoin. By the way, Cafe Bitcoin was started over on, um, the hell's the name of that other platform? Clubhouse. Thank you. Clubhouse. Long, long time ago by Corey and a couple of uh, other OGs who did that pretty regularly for a long time. And then I started doing spaces. We were calling it uh, Bitcoin Breakfast Club. And uh, at one point, Corey's like, hey, you guys should call it Cafe Bitcoin. 
which we did. But Ant's been with me for a long time. Um, Ant, some got really cool stuff is going on lately. First of all, thanks for creating Time Chain Stats. My pleasure. I'm really happy that everybody likes it. So, you know, it's one of those things that I needed the site myself. And, uh, you know, when I get the feedback from everybody that they enjoy it too, it, it creates kind of like a feedback loop of incentives for me to like make it better. So I really appreciate it and keep sending in your feedback. Fantastic. All right. Send, uh, send him some sats too. There's a, there's a donation page yes. on there. Top right, there's a little orange button. You can donate in sats if you choose to do so, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, also, Ant has an announcement to make. He has built something that actually has to do with that little orange button that is going to be pretty important to the entire Bitcoin ecosystem, in my opinion. What is that thing, Ant? Yeah, so real quick, I mean, this is something that happened out of the course of the development of, my, of this website. So a good friend of mine, Wooderson, uh, you know, he... Some other people had advised me to put some donations on here, but I just never did. And and uh, Woody made a good case for me that you know to to get it on there. So I finally looked into it, you know. And uh, I, I have a good friend TC, you know, and 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 he's built Time Chain Calendar. And so we kind of did this at the same time, you know. I put uh, BTC Pay server up and running. I got it going. Got some liquidity on Lightning, and then you know launched my uh, BTC Pay donations app. Uh, on, on that, on time chain stats. But the problem is, you know, BTC pay server is awesome. Like it's really amazing. And whenever you get into the configurations and everything, you start to learn how cool it really is. You set up a few things for a payment button to take donations or tips, and it gives you code that you can just drop into your HTML site or your PHP site, and it's just immediate. You know, there's your button, and you can style it. It's great. Time Chain Stats and Time Chain Calendar are made in a modern web framework called React. And unfortunately, it just doesn't work in React. React has a different way of coding. They actually call it and refer to it as the React way. So it's like a different way to do it. And you know, as, as you can imagine the building process, we got our BTC Pay server going. And then it's like, OK, we've got our React apps. And here's the code it gave us. And now we have like three more weeks or two more weeks or whatever to to, you thought you're ready and you're not. So we built these components from scratch. We rolled our own and we basically, you know, emulated exactly what they would give you and, uh, you know, as like kind of a default setting. And then we also allowed people to make changes to it. You can edit it however you like. You can, you know, once you get it installed, you can change all of your colors and everything. It's change your buttons, whatever. And change, you know, the amounts. It's, it's really flexible. But the idea is we wanted to leave the light on for the next guy. You know, the next people who are using this, let's save them some time. We made it into a package. So you can just do, you know, NPM and like download the package, get it installed into your app. But, you know, the cool thing about it is that now that it's on there, I mean, any other React developer who's looking to install their BTC Pay, you know, button, they can do that with just a few steps. Okay, Ant, in non-shadowy... Block found! Y'all are on it. Luxor. <laughs> Luxor. It's a Luxor block? Ant's not a fan. Uh, all right, so, so Ant, in non-shadowy supercoder language, for people who don't know what React is, why is this a big deal? It's a big deal because 
React is a modern web framework. I mean, when you think about it in like web stacks, I mean, HTML is kind of like the basic, you know, web vanilla, you know, website frame, you know, uh, coding language or whatever. It's not even a coding language. And then uh, markup language. And then, you know, you get into React. I mean, there's like in 2020, I think we, or 2023, I think we looked up and it was 12 million websites are using React. 12 million websites using React. You know, it's more than that. I mean, this is like a modern way to build websites. You know, React uh, introduces like this component model. It's a, it's a very flexible way to, to build your, your apps. And so a lot of big companies are using it. Like, you know, React, I mean, a, a, a lot of huge companies use it. So it's a big deal. And it, it, we think of it as kind of like a bridge. So, you know, TC and I, as we're building this thing, uh, we wanted to make something that was so flexible, but it was like the default option. So if you had your, let's say you set up your BTC pay server and you got that code and you're gonna put it in your website, this one matches the look and the feel exactly. And all the settings and everything, it's just super easy. One, two, three, now React developers can do it with no headache. Out of curiosity, are there any React developers in the audience right now? None. All right, no worries. Yeah, here's the other side of this. So, you know, it may not be like the most exciting thing in the world, right? But here's what's really cool about it is that it solves a major problem. Like this is something that we ran into as developers and you know, we couldn't get it fixed. We had to roll our own. And in fact, later on, I found this post on Stack Overflow and someone was asking the exact same thing. They were saying, you know, how do I embed this pay button into my React app? And it was, that question was asked three, you know, three and a half years ago. And there was no, there were no answers. There were some comments about it, no answers. I answered it the other day with, you know, this one, two, three step process. And so it's really cool. And the other part about it that is really exciting is, again, it's not some big ground shaking, like, you know, massive development. It's cool and it's going to save some React developers some time. But, you know, it's not some big protocol development or anything like that. It's happening in the application layer, though. And from the beginning, I, I hoped that BTC Pay and those guys would appreciate the work. But frankly, like, you, you know, it's, it's permissionless. You, we see an issue, the, the code is available. I'm not sure you could do this on Microsoft Outlook, for example. I don't know if they have the code available on GitHub that you could go, you know, look at that and work with that system, but BTC Pay Server does. So you can make that change, put it in, build something that works with the system, and they ended up adding it to the documentation. So we're really happy to say that, you know, now you're on the BTC Pay documentation, you're a React de developer, and it has the steps right there. So it's really cool. Fantastic. Good to hear it. Could we get a, another microphone ready at some point? If there's going to be questions, we'll do some Q&A. OK, awesome. Is that one ready right now? <clears throat> Does anybody have any questions for Ant about this? And if not, we'll keep rolling here. All right. Peter Ansel, good morning. Good morning. All right. Peter, uh, talk to us a little bit about your journey with Cafe Bitcoin. You've been around a, a while now. I'm not going to talk about my journey with Cafe Bitcoin because I'm, I'm looking around in the crowd here. And I want to thank everybody that showed up that's under 30 because um, you guys have brought the average down just a little bit, the average age. So anybody that, I'm a boomer, anybody that says that Bitcoin is not for boomers or boomers don't know what the fuck they're doing, this is this is not the case. Look who's in here. Look to your left and look to your right. Block found. Yeah. Oh, block found. Yeah. Boomers are hard of hearing. So, I, I mean, I'm, but I'm I'm being serious. I mean, I'm looking around and it's like, thank you guys for showing up because apparently the millennials don't uh, see any value in in a conference like this or don't really see any value in Bitcoin. But I, I'm looking around and I see a lot of people who look like me 
who clearly understand what Bitcoin is and clearly are the forefront of, of, this, of this movement, are the forefront of, of changing this system and you know, finding out how we can separate state from money and having opt-out money. You know, all we need is patience. So apparently, Boomer's got some patience. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, I think it's wonderful. And you know, I just want to say I was up in Cambria two days ago. I was talking with a couple that was in a uh, uh, in the, uh, the the office checking in. And the guy asked me, and I'm, I'm riding my motor. I rode my motorcycle down from Washington. And the guy asked me, you know, what are you what, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I just rode my motorcycle down from Washington. He said, oh, well, why are you down here? And I said, oh, I'm going to the Bitcoin conference in Santa Monica. And he goes, Bitcoins? I own a Bitcoin. And I went, oh, that's awesome. I was super happy, right? And so we started talking a little bit. And uh, eventually I said, uh, you know, so uh, why, why do you own a Bitcoin? And he said, because I want something that has value when nothing else does. So he gets it, right? And then, I, and then I, of course, I'm thinking, you know, the dude's 72 years old. I'm thinking, there's no way it's sitting on an exchange. He doesn't have the keys, right? So I said to him, I said, is it on an exchange? He goes, oh, no, I have it in a cold wallet. I mean... I just want to say that this, that this idea that, that people who are older can't use Bitcoin, don't understand Bitcoin, it's a bunch of bullshit. Keep doing your thing. Keep talking to your friends. Keep the message going. We're on a mission, as Alex likes to say. And I think the mission is, apparently, to get some millennials on board. So let's fucking go. Let's go, millennials. Who would have thought all you had to do is not be able to mute Peter and it's just love and like the optimism is flowing this morning. Is that a dig? Dude, that's a positive statement. There is no dig. A no, dig no, would have no, been no, like, no, hey. No, that's a dig. No, no, no. A dig would have been like, hey, yes, you're doing self-custody, but we found out a few episodes ago you were using the, the mouse as a foot pedal on the floor for the computer. Also, your keys are exposed, Peter. What's exposed? No, I'm just loving the optimism. Well, that's what Bitcoin is, right? It's a bright orange future. I mean, I'm serious. I'm, I'm actually, so I'm 90% Bitcoin, and I'm actually been, been contemplating going 100% going on the standard because of Cash App. So I'm really thinking about, about dumping the rest of my hey, Peter. fiat. Ex explain this, because what you just said, I guarantee you there are people in this audience who are thinking that is incredibly irresponsible. I don't know if it's incredibly irresponsible. I mean, I mean, I, either, look, either I'm going to be a fool or I'm going to be a hero, right? I mean, there's just kind of no in-between as far as I'm concerned. And the reality is, is that Bitcoin's been around for almost 15 years now. Um, it's, I, the price is what the price is, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Uh, it's, matter of fact, it's clear it's not going anywhere. And um, it's, matter of fact, it's not going anywhere but adoption. That is, that is where it's going. I, I really, truly believe this. And I think this not because, not because I have such great conviction or I'm one of the big brains or anything. I think this because I look around and I see all the people that are in this space, um, maybe not this space, but all the people that are in the space who are super smart, way smarter than me. And they are all super convicted and they're building. And I am so fortunate to be able to witness and be able to learn about the Bitcoin protocol, how it works, what's happening underneath the hood, before people like BTC Sessions and people like Ant and other people make 
Bitcoin as easy as it is to use a credit card and people will no longer know how the rails work underneath. And they won't need to because it's just going to be that easy. And I think Cash App has taken a step in that direction. Uh, Strike is taking a step in that direction. And the reason I mentioned Cash App is because, uh, as some of you may know, Wicked talks about Cash App and about how if you do a direct deposit into Cash App that um, there's no fees and no spread for converting to Bitcoin. Uh, and then what you can do is you can, you can do a certain percentage, either all of it or just a little bit of it, whatever, whatever you need to do. But I've been thinking about this, and why am I holding fiat? I'm holding fiat because I want to spend it and I want to spend it because I don't want to spend my Bitcoin because I'm patient and opt-out money, the price of opt-out money is patience. So I've been holding this cash, but it's like, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I hold the rest of my cash in Bitcoin and then as I need it, I can convert it to the dirty fiat um, and then I can use it there. And that is going to, I believe, uh, curtail some of my spending, most likely, because I'm not going to want to fucking convert my Bitcoin, right? So I, the more I, so I'm talking through this right now. This is this is my head, real time, right? <laughs> this is I'm talking myself. This is into the forced hot logic. Did anyone put that right on here. paper for the book? Yeah. Okay, that's all I got. All right. Hey, I got a good just on Cash App. I don't really use it, but I, I found out you can design your own debit cards on there. So I wrote on there, Bitcoin's the future in like handwriting. So now, I, and when I go places, I go, do you accept Bitcoin? And they go, no, sorry. And I'll hand them the cash app and they have to read Bitcoin's the future on there. And it's like, okay, go ahead, you know, run that. And sometimes they're That's like- That's a really good idea. You like do that? you, no, no, I'm gonna put, do you accept Bitcoin on mine? Yeah, whatever it is. Get because, on the mission. And they might even say like, oh, I, I said we don't accept Bitcoin. You're like, That's a visa, like, you know. All right, all you cafe Bitcoiners who listen to this podcast on the regular, you know what to do. Dombe is up next. So Dombe has got a really interesting story. For those of you who were around Pacific Bitcoin last year, the way he hooked up with us and the way he met us, Dombe is a Santa Monica firefighter. Thank you, sir, for what you do. Very interesting coincidence. I consider it divine providence. Call it what you like. The man was on duty, walking down the beach. One of our team, one of our swans, dove into the surf over here at the beach. But he didn't realize how shallow it was. And he had a very bad accident and uh, ended up in the hospital. But Dom was right there, first responder. He also happened to be working at the conference, interestingly enough. He was assigned, so it was a very interesting coincidence, call it what you like. Then, at, uh, it was Bitcoin 2023 in Miami at the Swan House. Gee, don't kill me for saying this. We had a guy <laughs> who, who was having a little bit too much fun. I won't explain that any further. He passed out, kind of passed out. Dom was right there again. Skinner, was that you? <laughs> so, so Dom is essentially the honorary, I'm dubbing it, I might get in trouble for this too, but the honorary Swan first responder, Dom Bay. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, who today said that if you happen to fall over, he's just like going to step over you. Yeah, That's the lesson of that is please, everyone, stay healthy today. I am not on duty, so if something happens, I will step over and just... Good luck, you know, I'm here, 
I got to get my learn on, you know. No, I won't do that. But I mean, please, hey, like, hey, it might Dom, just be Peter taking Dom, a nap. Dom, are you are you like born and raised in California? Yes. Is white socks a thing in California? <laughs> you know what socks? What you're wearing? No socks, bro. I guess the boomers are cool once again. I mean, no socks is like, and can I get some backup on no socks? I mean, you you know, white socks is just like that's standard, dude. All right, he's got black. What do you got? What are you running? Lower gray. There, see another. Okay, I'll, I'll work on. He's that. from he's from Florida. Diversity. Spooks. I know I've told Spooks. that story many times, but I can give a couple of very brief little points on that. Please do. Okay. Well, first of all. Echoing what Peter said, I'm super excited to see y'all. Usually I'm like in my kitchen with a cup of coffee and I'm like, so it's great being here with the listeners, being able to talk with y'all afterwards. And it's a little bit surreal for me to be involved in Pacific. I always say I'm like an adopted orphan at Swan. They took me in, Um, you know, even though I did a rescue that day, I kind of got rescued and I was at a point where I was looking for, you know, what my my path was going to be. But I was not walking on the beach that morning. You know, I've been into Bitcoin for a little bit before that. And so you guys remember FTX went down and the, the price was crashing. So I was like a degenerate. I show, I'm like getting ready to go to work and I'm like, all right, dude, what, what's going on with the price action? You know, then we get the call and it ends up being Zach. And on the way to the hospital, you know, I'm like, I always, you know, when people are kind of like there, it's like, hey, like, where are you from? Small talk, right? Because it sucks being in an ambulance. And he goes... I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm here for a conference. And I'm like, is it, is it Pacific Bitcoin? And he's like, yeah, I'm actually an analyst for Swan. And I'm like, hey, stop the ambulance real quick. You're an analyst? Dude, what's happening with the price right now, dude? <laughs> 17? I'm like, dude, I'm not one to read the signs, but you jumped in the water at Tower 17. I'm looking at 17K. I'm like, should I not jump in? I mean, like, I don't, I'm not trying to read this, but it, was, it, it turned out very well. It was a, a start of another journey for me and, and uh, just really happy to be here. Awesome. All right. Dom is doing other things as well. He's a very humble guy. But he has sat on a board of a pension fund allocation board or you've been involved in a pension fund allocation board? or I was, I was on the union, our union board for 10 years and I was okay. the president of the firefighters union and okay. involved in pension through that, that route. Got it. So Dom is... Now, getting deeply involved in orange pilling and teaching and educating pension funds for unions. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big believer that when doors open up, right, uh, it's kind of on us to walk through those doors. I was talking at the pleb party last night with some people about this, and, and doors open for us all the time. And unless you walk through, you don't know what's there. So obviously what happened in the beach was a door that I was just finishing my union work and I was looking like, where's my next intersection of things that I'm passionate about? And so Bitcoin and workers, I've always been a big worker advocate, been involved in union work and working on conditions and wages for workers with the firefighters union. So that kind of came together. And as I did more work, things just really felt like they were coming together. Of course, there's a lot of hard work that goes through, but... Um, started a nonprofit recently called Proof of Workforce. A little play on words there, okay? You know, it's the smartest thing I could come up with. I'm, just, I'm trying. Um, but we, what I believe, you know, within every workforce or office or union or any organization, there is a Bitcoiner already there, most likely, for sure. And I'm, I'm finding this to be true. Our, our mission at Proof of Workforce is to find that Bitcoiner 
and then give them free support, resources, whatever they need to bring Bitcoin to their union, whether it's putting it on the balance sheet, whether it's getting involved by running a node, whether it's maybe doing pooled mining, whatever it is, whether it's just education, that's our mission. So that's what, we're, that's what the nonprofit is doing now. We're talking with a lot of workforce groups. I'm sure there's a lot of people here that work for a living. We all trade time for money, and that's our mission. So really excited to be doing that. And of course, I've had a ton of support from folks like y'all in the audience. Awesome. Can we get this gentleman a microphone? I heard him. He, he asked, uh, expanding on the pooled mining. Yeah, I mean, for, for, you know, that's more of an advanced, usually for a union or something, if they have a member that's like, hey, I want to bring Bitcoin to my union, that might be a more advanced, um, like, place for them to get to. You know, starting, I'm, I'm a huge fan of responsible, you know, adoption and not jumping in over their skis. But pooled mining is something that unions could, a lot of unions um, own union halls, they have properties where they meet, they have meetings, et cetera. So pooled mining is something that I could see them being interested in in the future and, and using that space um, or whatever power sources they have to kind of like get in, into that. Um, or, or, you know, just, just using one of the many pooled miners that already exist and, and getting involved in that route. All right. So. If you're involved in a union, if you're involved in a union pension fund in any way, get together with this guy after, connect with him. They are creating education to help these people understand. If you think it might be valuable to have some Bitcoin in your pension, talk to this guy. Because he's already been successful in getting this uh, done with a couple of unions and, and is in the progress of doing more. He also does Nakamoto Gauntlet, host of Nakamoto Gauntlet. Do you want to explain that for a minute? Yeah, so you guys know the tool from Hoffa. He, put, he made this amazing tool called the Nakamoto Portfolio where you can input a portfolio and calculate ways that Bitcoin will affect that portfolio. Uh, it's an amazing tool. He's like, uh, you know, such a great mind in Hoffa. And so my thought was a lot of these pension funds or whether it's a union fund or workforce pooled fund, a retirement account, there's this like block, this like kind of fear and hesitation. Like, I don't want to go near that. You know, I don't want to talk about that. So the thought was to get a show of Hoffa. Foss came on board, Joe Carlosari, to invite fund managers to come play around with this tool. Hey, we're in a safe spot. We're on your side. We want to talk about your fears and worries about Bitcoin and maybe it's the volatility as much as we want to tell you how great it is. So let's get on this show and let's... Let's explore this together and use this tool. And you can find out, hey, if Bitcoin has a 30% drawdown and you make a responsible allocation, it may not impact your portfolio as much as you thought it might. Um, but if Bitcoin performs how it has over the bigger picture, you could see your troubles, your pension woes, get really uh, buoyed by something like Bitcoin getting in early and, and uh, you know, effectively. So that's the, that's the concept of that show. Awesome. Any questions? No? All right, I have a question for you. How many of you have seen a video from BTC Sessions? Look at the room. That's fucking wild. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. I guess you know who he is.
I've, I've never had somebody ask that in a crowd, so that was really cool. Thanks, guys. I had a feeling it was going to be something like, I'm actually surprised by how many Are you many tearing people... up? I, you I'm are. He's bit, tearing yeah. up a little bit. That's awesome. That's wild. Like, that's super flattering. Thank you all. You don't have a handkerchief on you, uh, Alex? Yeah, no, I got it. What's that? Like, usually you have a handkerchief, and you, you know if someone's tearing Stop up. Stop it, go, man. You're nah, making me cry. Yeah, now you're, now you're actually making me do it. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool, though. That's super flattering. That's pretty gross. This guy right here is pointing to the, to the Hanes underwear. By the way, <laughs> what the hell is this? That's, that's Billy Bread. I want to know who that's, the hell put this Billy, on my stage. That's Billy Bread. He's the thing. Is, that, is it? That that's here. Billy Bread. He's did the you thing. Do, did you do this? Did I do what? Why is there a pretzel Why are you pulling on his hair, on man? Do you think he likes that? <laughs> so All hold right. on, hold on one second, one second. Just so just just to show just to show uh, God, there's a lot of wet eyes in the crowd. Just to show uh, Ben, you know, how how appreciative he really should be. How many people in the crowd have heard of Billy Bread? Three people. <laughs> Compared to like 95% of the room when we asked if you've heard of BTC Sessions. So this is not a, this is, this is not a bit Bitcoin celebrity. He's up and coming, man. He's up and coming. Why are you going to do Billy Bray? Hey, like that? I said I'm not doing any rescues this, this conference, dude. So I didn't see that. All right, Ben, thank you for being here. We do appreciate it. Also appreciate all the times you've come on Cafe Bitcoin. That's been very cool. Um, for those of you who don't know, obviously many of you here do, but this is also a podcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, all the places that you can get your pods. So if you're listening to this, if you have not seen BTC Sessions, go to YouTube, look up BTC Sessions. There are videos there explaining all kinds of things that have to do with Bitcoin, hardware, wallets, multi-sigs, on and on and on and on. Um, it's very cool. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for watching. Alex, let me, I just want to add on to that. You know, we've all been there. It can be scary at times when you're, when you're dealing with new technology and you're making that transfer to the, to the cold card or the, the hard wallet. You know, Ben has just that way of like, you're just comfortable, like this is going to work out. And so if you haven't watched his videos, you know, which most of you have, like, I just want to echo that, that like I was Thanks, in that, that moment where you just have that cool, calm demeanor, like, all right, I'm in good hands. That's, I think a lot of people underestimate what they're capable of, and they just need that little, that little push, almost like the, that person off to the side, like nodding, yes, you're, you're doing it right, it's fine, you can do it, and like, that's, it's... Um, He's talking to you, boomers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly, like, I, I, so I do a lot of one-on-ones outside of, you know, obviously people use the videos and those are all free and everything, but I do a lot of one-on-ones with people. And, and honestly, it's, it's never the case, in my opinion, when I, I have people and, and we're figuring out stuff together that they're incapable of doing it. It's just they're there's a lot of second guessing and there's a lot of just, just the comfort of, of being able to ask a quick question. Oh, I encountered this. I'm uncertain about it, but it's, it's really just kind of building that muscle memory of, of doing things. It's, it's like anything I was chatting with. Um, actually I, I, I see her in the audience. I was, I was chatting the, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
We, well, we were chatting uh, the other day when I was checking into the hotel. And um, again, we we're just kind of talking about at one point, nobody had done online banking, right? And that was a very scary foreign thing. And, and of course, you first encounter it, what the hell am I doing? And everybody's kind of learned, right? Is now a lot of people have done it and it doesn't seem foreign, but Bitcoin does. Well, I mean, it's only a matter of time before enough people get exposed to things and find the tools that they want to use and it becomes easier for them. So it's, you know, it's coming. It's just the, in the interim, there's people that are gonna, you know, try and help and educate and everything. And there's lots of people that are up and coming. Again, Wicked is always on the spaces and he's, he's awesome. Um, there's a, a dude, Cole, down in South Africa that has started doing some really good tutorials. Hey, hey Ian ben. in Vancouver. Ben, can, can you do a tutorial on, on how to access and be successful in the TradFi system? <laughs> I don't, I, that might be outside of my wheelhouse, I think. <laughs> I think that's outside of everybody's wheelhouse. Yes, yes, I think so. Talk but yeah, about no, complicated, I, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, it, you know, it's, it's much more accessible it's becoming easier as well. Like the tools are getting better, so it's easier to teach them. Um, but people are also leveling up quicker because holy crap, the, the people that I'm seeing and, and speaking with, it took me years and years to figure out a lot of this stuff. And now I'm, I'm doing one-on-ones with people where they're saying, yeah, I got into Bitcoin one, maybe two years ago. I spent you know, a few months or a month figuring out Bitcoin only, which that already, I'm like, how did, that took me five years because there was no material on, on what differentiates Bitcoin from other That's things. That's a long time on what we call climbing Mount Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like there, there just wasn't that, you know, there, there wasn't the, the wealth of knowledge that exists today. And so it, it took a lot longer for a lot of people to kind of hone in on Bitcoin. And then also, you know, these same people that are saying, I just got into Bitcoin a year ago, are asking about cold card and Sparrow Wallet and multi-sig and, and all of these crazy things technologically that seem, seem like they would take a lot more runway to get to. But people are, they're doing it. And it's, it's amazing to see. They're doing it largely in part because of people like you. So thank you. I am curious if I can see it. Morning, Mickey Koss. How you doing? Mickey Koss, man. Legend. I also saw Jimmy Song in here a little while ago. Can't miss anyway, that. Uh, I am curious how many of you in the audience right now have sent a Bitcoin transaction from one address to another? Show of hands. Look at that. Nice. What are we doing? Awesome. Listen, Peter. It's my fault. I distracted him. Jesus. I Do I have to separate I asked, you guys? I asked, I asked him if he was sweating yet. Do I have to separate you two? No, okay. Good. Okay. Next question. Uh, for those who have sent a uh, Bitcoin transaction from one address to another, how many of you were either nervous or downright frightened the first time you did it? Just, just the first time? <laughs> <laughs> super common, though. This is a super common thing. So it's not just you. Right. Most people, when they arrive at that and they're trying to figure it out, and Ben probably has been through this many times, people are they're they're nervous or they're scared of it. It's completely how, how, normal. How many of you all on the first successful one went like this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the fear is a good thing, though, right? Because you're dealing with money that commands personal responsibility. 
there's a reason why if you screw up something with your banking, you're not as panicked. Because yes, there's an undo button, but with that undo button comes a whole bunch of other conditions. Like you don't have actual control of your money. It can be switched off by somebody on a power trip. You don't know anything about this. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just pulled that one out of nowhere. Um, But you know, your bank accounts can be shut down. Your money can be debased. Like the, the, the things that make Bitcoin great also demand personal responsibility. And it's a good thing if there's a degree of fear when you go to do something because it makes you pay attention more. It makes you be more responsible with what you're doing. So yeah, if you get a, a little flutter every time you send a Bitcoin transaction, good. That's going to make you double check the address. That's going to make you double check what you're doing. And if, if you don't have a little bit of, did I do that right? Then maybe it's, you, you might have uh, some pain in the near term where you accidentally send some money where you're not supposed to, and that's going to correct that behavior. Well, because like with that fear, couple of days later, when you're about to go to sleep and you're watching the news and you see the regional bank crisis and things going down, then that fear becomes like, ah, yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to lay my head down here and go to bed. It's or, an interesting or better, program. Or, or better yet, when, when the bank calls you and says, or when the bank messages you and says, we've canceled that transaction because we've detected fraud, how many of that happened to? You know, I mean, come on, man. Fraud. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, I'm not a child. I'm a 59-year-old man, for God's sakes. You know, give me a break. I know where I'm sending my money. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah. I, I think, I think the, um, the, the personal responsibility bit is important. And I think that Bitcoin is a very harsh but effective teacher. And that's, that's again, it comes with the territory. And if you want self-sovereign money... And if you don't want the ability for any entity to separate you and the fruits of your labor, then that's part of it. It's just the reality. Can't have your cake and eat it too all the time. Ant, you've been quiet down there. You got any thoughts here? Yeah, I watched your uh, BTC Pay server video when I was setting up my uh, BTC Pay server nice. originally to get a uh, kind of a mental model. You know, you're about to dive into the thing, and it's like it's good to see somebody go through it. And it was like, yeah, let's check out BTC Sessions BTC Pay server video. You know, so yeah, thanks. I, I love that the dude that built Time Chain Calendar watched. Uh, actually, I was talking to Alex the other day, and I was. I was saying that I, I was going back through something that somebody had asked them, me to help them with, and even I got to a point where I was like, what, what the fuck did I do? So I looked up my own tutorial and So even it. BTC Sessions <laughs> watches BTC Sessions videos. Singularity event. I got a question for, for Ben real quick. You know, obviously you do this and you're very, very comfortable. For some of us, you know, self-custody is very much a skill set. And a lot of times we'll, we'll set it and forget it. Any recommendations for ways we can keep that skill set up to date and touch and, you know, just kind of get reps and set so that... Let me, let me give you an address. <laughs> Physical address. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's a good tactic to, to give yourself a cadence where you go back and you check on things. Right, like set set a calendar reminder for yourself. Maybe maybe it's once a month, maybe once every three months, whatever it is, something that makes you go and and check up on your setup. 
and say, hey, you know, how do, do I quickly recall what I did? Just maybe make some notes for yourself. You know, just anything to, to keep it familiar. If you're not doing it regularly, then you will at least have a degree of panic when you go back to do it and you're under duress if, there's a, if you need to do something quickly. You don't want that instance come up where you have to move money quickly and you're bumbling through going, oh God, am I doing this right? It's nice to check in on yourself and make sure that you recall. Maybe instead of sending a reminder, I just, every time they print money, I'll check on my self-custody because then every, it'll be like very every regularly. Day, every day. Hey, hey Ben, I've got a, I've got a question. Um, with, with hardware devices or any, any actual device that you're using, you know, for, for me, it's like, oh, I've got this thing. It's, it's going to last forever, right? Because I just don't even think about it. How often should I, should I be checking my actual, the devices I'm using, including like a, like a USB drive if I'm doing something with that? Um, how often should I be checking, replacing? Um, and also, you know, should I always keep a, another device around? Or how does that work? So, I mean, there's, there's probably many different ways to answer this question. I would say... I would say at a bare minimum, especially with the rate at which, you know, software gets updated and everything, and, and, and uh, privacy and security are both kind of moving targets. There's always kind of new updates that are coming down the, uh, around the pike. So it's, it's important to, I'd say at least, at least once yearly, like go through your whole setup. But if you can do it more often, then, then fantastic. But like device-wise... It's good to kind of go in, make sure things are working, like just actually, you know, whether it's, I don't know that you necessarily have to execute transactions, but make sure it's working and, you know, update the firmware, things like that. It's, it's a good idea to kind of keep on top of things and just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think, yeah, bare minimum, give yourself a yearly reminder and like, uh, this is the day every year I go through my whole setup, make sure everything is still good. I think that's that's a reasonable period of time where, you know, because devices might break over time and you, you've already always got your word back up so you can, you, your seed phrase can be imported to something do, new. Do you know when a device is, is in decrepitude? I mean, is there indications or is it just not work one day? It's, it, it could be either, right? You could start, again, the hardware could start to break down or there could just be, you never know when something might get bricked. All of a sudden. This is why we have seed phrases too, right? Yes. Yeah, Peter. In the in the event you have that scenario where you go to get your hardware wallet or your hardware signing device and it doesn't turn on and it doesn't work, I mean it would be like, holy crap, am I in deep trouble right now? What is the answer to that? No. Like as long as you have your backup seed phrase, then seed then phrase is very important. You very should important. be good. Um, so it's good to familiarize yourself with Okay, so what I'll say is if you set up your hardware device initially, you wrote down your words, and you didn't practice wiping it, like you didn't wipe the device, it's, it's a good idea to maybe have any kind of cheap secondary device and just practice loading your seed phrase onto it and see if that device can also access um, because it, you know, you don't want to be playing that around. That I can be an L. If yeah. that, that I might be an L, and it's like, oh, oh. Yeah, and so like you don't, you don't want the, um, you don't want the stress of your device dies and you're uncertain if your seed phrase works. And if you've gone through the process of restoring it already, and in your initial setup, then great. But if not, it might be a good idea, like I said, to have, 
you know, a, a, another another device that you can play with. So yeah. Awesome. All right, we have a couple minutes left, so we need to move to, move to wrap up here. Um, but just want to thank all you guys for being here. Ant, first time up here on the stage live. Yeah. Pacific Bitcoin. I want to thank all of you for being here as well. Uh, this is going to be an awesome conference. I hope you enjoy yourselves. Thanks for coming. Thank you to Peter, my brother. Excuse me, my alarm's going off. Dom Bay, thank you for being here. Ben, thank you for being here. For those of you who are listening to this, especially on the podcast, if you are one of these people who are not super comfortable with technology, maybe it frightens you a little bit, maybe you're just not comfortable with it, and you are thinking of securing a substantial amount of value on these devices, you can hire him directly. Just contact him, and he will personally coach you through some of this stuff. Also, you've got some classes that you're doing after Pacific Bitcoin live if you want to learn certain things, correct? I do. Yes. So on Saturday, I'm hosting two workshops. Um, there's, I think there's three tickets left in total. So uh, in the morning, I'm doing a multi-sig workshop on Saturday morning from 9 to 12. And it's using Nunchuck Wallet and mobile and the Tap Signer, which is like an NFC card. Um, so anybody that's interested in coming to that one, I have devices that you can just get there. And I have two tickets left for that workshop. And then the workshop afterwards is a cold card deep dive. I also have devices that you can pick up and buy there. And I have one ticket left for that workshop. So that one is Saturday from 1 till 5. The multi-sig is 9 till 12. Awesome. In the words of the battle ant, plebs better hurry up. Yeah. Don't wait. If you're looking for them, btcsessions.ca. You'll find them there. Or just come up to me. You mean like all right, that's pretty much it. For all of the longtime listeners of Cafe Bitcoin, I want to thank you all for your loyalty and for supporting us. You guys are awesome. For all the speakers who are always on the show, man, we have so many people that come on there. I have learned so much over the last couple of years. Thank you to all of you if you're listening. Um, this is what we call getting on the mission, people. If you are hearing the sound of my voice and you know about Bitcoin, there's another 7 billion people on this planet that know less than you. You all matter here, every single one of you. There's a lot of people that need to understand this thing. Let's go. Get on the mission. Yeah. We're back tomorrow, right? We're back tomorrow morning? Back tomorrow live, 9 a.m. Cafe Bitcoin Live. Wake up, Peter. Don't shitcoin, it's really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs>